As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hi, Dave. Uh, w- welcome, welcome back. We're we're here. We're doing it again. Yeah, I mean, as as we tend to do, as we have the the frequency to do. You know, I I think technically we passed this in August, but I think that we've been doing this for three years now. I think we hit the three year mark. Did we? I think so. I think it's either you know what I I've I forget all this time. It's either but I just hit the button to look and it pulled up an episode and started playing that. That's um, that's funny. I mean I I I think I think I we, can't remember anything. I have to look. It's it's August or September. I think uh, it is September sixth. Okay, so, so so this episode will be airing like this, right. This will be it. Yeah, this is happy three years, Dave. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Can you believe that that we're still doing this three years on? Um, yeah, actually, I actually can. Well, you know, I think last year we, we, we made the comment of saying, like, I can't believe we committed to something for this <laughs> this long. Yeah, but, it's... you know, I th- I'm right. I think you're right. I, I, I also can believe that we're still doing this. <laughs> yeah, I figure if we've made it this far, like, you know. <laughs> Well, it, how could you not keep going? I, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so in, in, in an effort to continue not burying leads for three years. Um, <laughs> three years I, of not burying leads. It's a shame we don't have a t-shirt store. Maybe, maybe soon. Maybe soon. But I, I, you know what, Dave? If you want that, leave it in the comments below. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to don't bury the lead shirt. And lead isn't spelled the way that you think it is in, in that uh, I think I think most people don't realize that that it's a different lead. In, yeah. In, so people would be like, what's a Lede? I think. Yeah. Seeing it spelled out. But um, in, in, in our in our time honored tradition, I am not going to bury the lead, even though this kind of intro kind of was a, a burying of the lead of of sorts. Um. If we've said it before, Dave, we've we've said it a million times. It has never been a better time to collect wrestling figures. Uh, whether it's the latest and greatest tech going into making the most realistic figures we've ever had or recapturing the magic of lines from decades past, there is no shortage of ways to collect nowadays. Uh, and Rush Collectibles launched the pre-orders of their first series of Ringmasters in the style of the classic Hasbro WWF figures back in June and recently announced their extreme ringmasters in the style of original San Francisco toy makers ECW figures. Joining us from Rush Collectibles is Sal. Sal, welcome to Adventures in Collecting. How's it going, guys? Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, appreciate the time. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. excited to have you, man. Yeah, thank Same you for here. being here. I'm excited here. to be on. So the first question that we ask all of our guests, uh, as this is a show about collecting, 
what are you currently collecting? I'm an older fart. So I, uh, I collect a lot of the turtles, you know, growing up as a turtle kid. So I got, uh, you know, I collect a lot of the turtles. I'm a big horror buff, uh, as you can see from what we're developing in our line. Um, but a uh, big Michael Myers fan. Um, so mainly turtles. Uh, I'm trying to collect the Hasbros again. Um, I never really had them as a kid. I had some growing up, but not like... I kind of, you know, I got one or two during the Jacks era when they were like in a comic book store. You would get them like in a bin. Maybe you just grab one or two. Mom says, okay. Um, but I'm starting to collect the Hasbros and uh, Turtles, trying to get back into, tur- into, the, uh, into the Turtles classics. Man, yeah, it's, it's it, I, you know, I just said it, but it's, it, it's also never been a uh, better time to be a Turtles collector. There is, uh, there is a, a feast of Ninja Turtles figures out there these days from oh, like, yeah, and so many coming out, with, coming out with another movie soon. Uh, I think early next year, there's a CGI movie coming. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, there's going to be tons of uh, t- Turtle Mania all over again. Yeah. I'm all for yeah, it. Like uh, the, the two e- you know, most, I would say, like out there genres at this point are wrestling and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like you, you, have many different options when it comes to to all of them. I mean, and it's almost it's great. almost like if I, if someone was smart enough to put the two together. Oh wait, they did that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know what? You mentioned Michael Myers, so I I got to I got to plug a uh, uh, plastic meatball. They have an amazing um, Kenner style 1978. Uh, I think right now it's just three figures. Uh, yeah, for for Halloween, great. Dave, you have them, right? Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, I like them a lot. It's uh, <laughs> Michael, Lori, and Linda. Yeah, and they're awesome. And if you love that kind of like retro aesthetic, and especially like you know with uh, Halloween and you know the horror genre, like from the card backs to the figures themselves, like it's just like drips that that you know late seventies, early eighties. Kenner aesthetic, so yeah, it, they're they're awesome pieces. Yeah, uh, you're talking about the reaction line. So, Plastic Meatball has um, it, it's it's kind of like reaction figures, same same sort of deal where they're the that like you know three and three quarter or five yeah. points of articulation like homage line, mm-hmm. um, but it's not the reaction figures. It's their their own thing. Like they're officially licensed by you know with uh, John Carpenter and, and Halloween, and you know they have they, they have their own figures. I have to check yeah, those out. Yeah, they're, they're within like the past year they've they've come out. I have to check those out. Definitely have to check those out. Um. So when did Rush Collectibles start, and why did you want to start a toy company? Because I'm insane. Um, so uh, we started in in late 2019, early 2020. Unfortunately, I, I don't think I have to give anybody that story. Uh, you know, everything that happened with the world, everything kind of shut down and made things very difficult. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of held off. Um, in the very beginning of what we were originally going to do, we were going to come out with these little toys called mashers. And we were going to start our own little, like, we were going to try to start another version of what would be the Funko Pop, but in these squishable foam toys um we originally reached out to a lot of the wrestlers during the pandemic a lot of them were like i'm not sure i don't know so we decided to kind of hold off and then you know with everything happening with china it was like you know let's the time is not right right now fast forward uh the world opens up um late 2021 um we wound up doing our first action figures of the miniature minifigures of the professional wrestlers from the game pro wrestlers and uh it's really been this uh running race as you know since then um and you know developing jumping into the hasbro world now you know jumping into the extreme retros as i'm dubbing them uh into the world of horror so it's been uh, it's been an interesting ride. Um, you know, I'm hoping the wave continues. 
Um, but in other, you know, reasons and why I wanted to start a toy company, my partner and I, um, really, you know, we're, we're, we're fans of action figures and toys. I mean, there's not a time where I don't walk into a Walmart and target and say, I'm just going to take a stroll down the toy aisle, you know, whether I buy something or not. So it just, it was always one of those little, uh, bucket list things that I just said, Hey, you know, I always wanted to try it. Let's see if we can do it. And uh, we're doing it, and it's and it's working, and it's uh, it's really been an amazing experience uh, thus far. So it's 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 interesting because you know you said in terms of the things that you you personally collect, you know, obviously you're into horror, and we'll get into the the horror end of this uh, a little bit later. But why why wrestling figures? Do you have a like a close relationship with you know with professional wrestling or, you know, uh, well, you know, I mean, growing up, you know, I was a huge, everybody was, I mean, if you weren't a wrestling fan in the late mid to late nineties, I mean, you were under a rock. Um, wrestling really was everybody I knew, you know, they were at home on Monday night watching with their whole entire family. And it was, and it wasn't, you know, just like, Hey, I'm a fan. I watch wrestling. It was a family event really, you know? Um, when I when we would watch Monday nights, it was you know I was sitting there with my dad, with my mom, with my sisters, with my brother, and we were literally sitting there for two, three hours when I show in three hours, but uh, watching wrestling, and it was really a family event um, every week, and a pay per view on the weekend or Thursday when Thunder and, and SmackDown. So, you know, it, I've always been a fan of wrestling growing up during the Hogan era. Uh, just always being a fan and both of us are fans and we when, when deciding whether or not we were going to jump into a specific genre we just said well maybe wrestling would be the nice jumping off point and then when we finally we thought of a couple of ideas one of them being uh taking the old uh gi joe style of action figure and trying to maybe turn that into wrestlers and after we kind of sat back and said, <clears throat> we can't get guys like the Ultimate Warrior and Bret Hart and guys like that. It just didn't make sense to start a brand new collection of figures for something that people w- would have to just dive in and really not be able to fill their lineup um, completely. So when we when we came into it thinking, well, what are we going to do? The Hasbros were kind of that first initial light bulb that said, Hey, you know, that's the direction we should take. Um, and you know, that's where we've been going. So it's, it's actually been going pretty good so far. We've got a, a lot of talent under our, uh, umbrella right now. And, uh, it's, it's been great so far. It's so funny. You mentioned the, the kind of family aspect of it. Cause it, it always kind of seemed like, uh, whenever we had weekend, like, family gatherings uh you know we had family coming in when we were kids you know from from new york or or you know even from just kind of other parts of of jersey it always kind of seemed to land on a pay-per-view night (laughs) and you know all and it was the same thing like all of us like even during the attitude era when you know it was very much so not family friendly (laughs) entertainment i mean it was a family event though like like we you know glued to the tv yeah for sure even like you know by the time I got to college and things like that, we would just like gather together to watch, you know, wrestling on Monday. And there were two TVs and, you know, okay, let's get the two TVs in. Cause we can watch both shows. So with, with so many companies, uh, you know, kind of making wrestling figures right now. Um, what, what do you think really differentiates what rush collectibles is doing from, you know, the rest of the field? Well, I think, you know, I mean, you see what's going on out there. Everybody pretty much in their mother is doing a uh, retro line of some kind. It's it's kind of the the big thing right now. But I think what separates us is that we have our unique way of thinking about these lines. So if, for example, if we stay in the retro uh, world, uh, the Hasbro world, you you know, you already kind of see what, what we bring to the table in terms of difference in in that hour in in our um monster masters line you know so we're we're trying to think outside the box as opposed to just coming in here and just doing a bunch of wrestlers like everybody else is doing which is cool 
and you know everybody's eating it up and everybody loves it but i think we want to kind of spread that spread the look of the of the retro hasbro figure out to different genres and different licenses um starting with the uh um horror the classic horror characters like frankenstein the mummy um wolfman dracula you know uh nosferatu and you know we even have we're doing uh we're gonna be doing we haven't i haven't released the concept art yet but we're gonna be doing um a cthulhu you know so we're, we're really doing some uh really cool interesting things with the look we also signed some licenses in the horror world um for the specific style of action figure um so i think what rush brings to the table in terms of difference from every other company is where we're trying to uh, uh, spread what the Hasbro's were into different genres, and I, and I think we're I think we as a company are coming up with some of the most unique and creative ideas that that's out there today. I believe. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. I did not realize looking at the the um the renders that the monster figures were in that same like Hasbro WWF scale. Yeah. They're in the same scale, the same kind of uh, length and body poses. And yeah, they're going to be in the, uh, the retro style. Oh my man, That is awesome. The, 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 the figure fed of our dreams, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you see those going into like that, you know, ECW style too, or just kind of living in that, that retro world? Or that well, what, Hasbro world. well, you know, it, it all really depends on, you know, the data we have, right? What do we know about the data we have right now? We do know that the retros are hot. Every, you know, it's a hot market right now for the retros. Do I believe the it's going to be a hot market forever? No. I see it kind of dipping in two years, a year and a half, two years. But while we're in this hot market, uh, it kind of makes sense to kind of bring these different genres and licenses into it to try to expand on it. Um, now, will we see it in the, uh, the extreme retro style? Maybe if, if these, if, if the extreme retros hit and they kind of take off and they have their legs, most definitely. Um, but you know, we're the first to kind of jump back into this specific genre of wrestling figure. Um, so we don't know how it's going to perform yet, but, um, if it has some legs and, and it takes off, we're hoping Bill is, is, is a hit because he's going to be the first release. Then, yeah, I would love to jump in there and kind of throw a Frankenstein in an ECW style. Why not? You know, it, it could be really, really interesting and fun. Uh, and besides just the wrestlers, you know, we do have some concepts and, and stuff that we, uh, we're we might be producing for the horror line of it in that we, we have a concept for a, uh, a monster masters ring. Huh. So, you know, instead of being your traditional ring, I like, I, I don't have the artwork in front of me. I should have put it up from the very beginning, but you know, it, it has horror elements to it. It's not just a ring. Like for example, instead of just being a flat mat, it, it looks like creaking wood floor flooring. In the middle of the ring, there's like a mouth, so you can put the figures in there. Um, the posts look like tree trunks, you know. So, you know, we really want to take that retro style and kind of expand on it and kind of have some fun with it. I think, you know, you see uh, with Chella and Chella and Chella is doing some great stuff, and Zombie's doing some good stuff. And then there's that there's another uh, company I can't remember their name. I wish I uh, CFW or something along those lines. They're all doing some great figures, but I think everybody's kind of staying within the box. And I think, like we were from the very beginning here, I like we were saying, what is what does Rush bring to the table that's different? And I think it's the uniqueness of what we're presenting is what makes us unique and separates us from the pack. And now a word from our sponsors. Pop into a new career with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC is seeking world-class Funko Pop experts 
to lead a new division dedicated to authenticating and grading collectible toys. This is an incredible opportunity to help build a new grading service in a hot collectibles category. Think you can play the part? Apply today at cgcgrading.com forward slash careers. That's cgcgrading.com forward slash careers. And now back to the show. Yeah, that's that's wild. I I honestly like thinking yeah, it of like, like a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned, you know, that, that, you know, everyone kind of gravitates towards that that Hasbro WWF retro style because it's it's kind of it's like the figure line. Like that's the one that everyone kind of has. It's either that or if you're an older generation, you know, the LJNs. But um, you know, it, it's interesting that you guys are are looking into the or, or not not looking into, but that you guys are reviving the original San Francisco toy makers ECW figures because I feel like those never really had a chance to, you know, I don't want to say a chance to succeed because they, you know, they did have several waves, but you know, they didn't have the same footprint that the Hasbro WWFs did. And I think looking back on it now, like those figures were excellent. Those ECW figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. those figures were, these, those figures were gorgeous. I mean, uh, I have a Chris Candido on my desk just looking at them and, the amount of detail on this thing. And, you know, I was saying this in another podcast, but the amount of detail and the, the realism and the, the light, the ability to get as close as they did with the likenesses really for that time period before Jax kind of did the real, the real scans um, is really unprecedented because I mean, if you look at, you know, what Jax was doing at the time with the, uh, um, the bone crunchers and even what WCW was doing with Marvel, everything was cartoony. Everything was kind of, you know, it resembled Steve Austin, but it didn't look exactly like Steve Austin and ECW kind of threw their figures out there, you know, San Francisco, you know, the original San Francisco toy makers. And I think they kind of hung their hat up on saying, Hey, if you're buying one of our action figures, you're, you're getting an action figure that looks just like Sabu. Or looks just like Rob Van Dam. I mean, those the figures just had so much detail, um, and I and I think they had to be that way in order to stand out because that market was just being crushed by WWE and WCW. So, and I think they definitely uh, they definitely hit the mark um, because I mean we're over here about to revive the line. So, um, yeah, I mean they're they're just gorgeous figures. Yeah, and they scaled like close enough so you could, you know, play with them with the Jacks and with the uh, the Marvel Toy Biz ones. Like they were, they were very underrated. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they, you know, they're six inches. They're six inches tall, same size as the WCW figures, same size as the uh, Bone Crunchers. I mean, they do mess with scaling very. Like every now and then, you might get a figure that's like way bigger. And they should be like, for example, Bubba Ray Dugley. Yeah. For some reason, looks like the Big Show. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's huge. Um, Devon was tiny. Yeah. And yeah, Devon was tiny. I think he was like five and a half inches tall. You know, so um, their scaling was off. But where they lacked in that scaling, uh, uh, they definitely made up for it in, in detail. And I mean, they're just uh, really beautifully crafted, you know, action figures. Yeah, so, and like we were saying, both the Hasbros and the original San Francisco Toymaker figure formats are iconic. Um, they just are. You know, you know what you're looking at when you see them. Um, what goes into making sure the design of the Ringmasters captures the essence of what they're paying homage to? So, with the Ringmasters, so, now, when you say Ringmasters, our Ringmasters line is the retro. The Hasbro style. Yes, and then our and then the extreme, extreme ones. yes, yes, yes. Um, so, so are you talking about the Hasbro ones or are you talking about the, uh, extreme ones? Both. Okay. So, yeah. So we just try to pay it as much attention as we possibly can to get the likenesses down. And, you know, sometimes we don't always get it right on the mark. You know, Jonah's an example of that. If you look at our Instagram, you know, we did update the sculpt for Jonah to resemble him even closer. And I think we, we definitely got it spot on. Now it looks just like him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's those little details that I think, uh, where we are going to have to look out for 
to make sure that these these figures kind of uh, craft well with the others. Now, is there a certain level of um, like kind of reverse engineering, you know, in terms of getting the, the figures to kind of have that that same kind of feel and function? Like, are, are you are you taking examples of like the Hasbro figures, like in those classic poses? Like, I always think of like the first two Hasbro's I think of are like the Ultimate Warrior with like the the Gorilla Press, you know, play feature, and you know, uh, and and Hogan with the uh, kind of like the the bear hug uh, motion. Or even you know, like the the ECW ones with you know the, the play features, and they kind of just have that that level of feel and articulation to them. Are, are you guys reverse engineering to kind of have the same experience? So when it comes down to action features, I mean, even Chella and Zombie, they don't have action features in their action figures. Yeah, and it's because nowadays it's just a very expensive process as opposed to what it was then. Um, so our figures will not have that, the, uh, the action features. And I think the market kind of understands that nowadays. Um, but outside of the, uh, the action features, aesthetically, they're going to look just like, uh, for example, these, the, uh, the extreme retros are going to look just like you can just take one and just put it like it came out in 1999, 2000. Um, and then when it comes down to the to the retro the uh, the the uh, ringmasters the retro ringmasters, um, we're not trying to follow like the iconic poses that were kind of put before us. You know, I, no offense to like zombie, I know, and and and, and, or, and or anybody else, but I don't want to. I don't want to do. Let's say, for example, let's say I had a. Uh, I'm just thinking of a wrestler. I don't know. Uh, Bart Gunn. I'm just throwing Bart Gunn out there and put him in a uh, Hulk Hogan type pose. And not because it's wrong for the character and the figure, but because I, I, I want our figures to be unique to themselves. So, you know, you see like, you know, Cella's kind of, you know, they're doing the Macho Man action figure uh, body style or they're doing or zombies doing the Hulk Hogan gorilla press style. And that's all good and dandy, and that's cool. But I think what what you get from Rush, just like we were saying before, is that what we bring to the table is uniqueness. And uh, our figures are all going to have a uniqueness to them, and I think that's what we've been doing so far. Well, I mean, that's definitely a differentiating factor, you know, and and you know, mixes it up. That's you know, that's a that's an interesting play. Yeah, I mean, plus you know. It, it gives you something different than saying, oh, okay, that, you know, uh, for example, James Storm, that's, uh, I remember that same pose when Bret Hart had that pose. Well, you don't, because it, when you look at James Storm's pose, that's James Storm's pose, you know? So we really, we really want our figures to kind of stand on their own. Yeah, I, I love the, the uh, you know, speaking of like kind of the, the pre-poses, I, I love the one that you guys picked for Jonah. Like that's a, that's a very, like it looks like, it looks like, like he would, yeah, where his hand is out, he's, he has his hand kind of facing out where he's like opening his hand just like he would in real life. So when you look at it, you go, oh, that's Jonah. For example, when we released the uh, the image of the back of the character, of, of, the, of the figure, um, the 3D image, everybody immediately knew it was Jonah because the arm was reaching out from the back but to the front, but you could see it in the back, you know? Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, oh, my God, Joan is coming. So, yeah, so our figures kind of have that uniqueness. And uh, they and just like, you know, we're big into storytelling. So I think they tell a story for, for each individual figure. And it's cool, too, because it kind of almost rewrites the rules of like this has, you know, there has to be a jumper style figure or, you know, a gorilla press style or the clothesline. Um, those are the three that, you know, you remember the most and the punch, like the the spring kind of loaded punch one. It almost says like, hey, this this can be whatever it is, you know, or it can be whatever you want it to be, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's what's cool about being a fan, you know, and collecting these and and uh, we're, we're just trying to give every you know, the consumer options in terms of uh, newness. I mean, hell, I even like when the right answer is everything's the right answer. Yeah. 
There you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. T-shirt. I'm making a T-shirt. There you tomorrow. go. Tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I was gonna say, you know, like even even Mattel, you know, producing the, the you know the the kind of like the you know official retros for the for the lack of a better term. Even even they're you know putting in new play features and new poses like yeah, like a kick. It's been you know these figures have been in kind of the the pop culture consciousness now for for what uh forty years almost forty years yeah. right so you know it's about time that you know we start looking at things a little bit differently and figuring out how you know how to put kind of a unique spin on on something that we all we all kind of like love with this you know <laughs> unbridled sense of collecting so. You know, yeah, it, it's it's like taking it not not you know straying too far from it, but straying enough to where you you look, you look at it and you say, okay, that's still a retro, that's that's still uh, that still fits in the line, you know. I mean, some of these figs, some of the figures had articulation back in the day. Maybe there was an arm that was able to kind of bend, you know. But you never really saw fully articulated retros and I'm not saying that wouldn't be cool but I think when you start doing things like that and you start going straying too far from the line it's not a retro anymore Mm -hmm. you know so and you know like some one of our competition they're doing fully articulated versions of these figures and I feel like as someone who is now continue you know collecting them again uh as I'm getting older um you lose something when you take them too far out. For example, if you're giving them articulation all over their body, like even some of the retros that that came out through Mattel, I think kind of stray a little too far, you know, for example, where both legs bend and you're able to sit the figure down, you know, Um, I feel like you're, you're, you're taking some of the charm away from these figures. Um, and that, that's just my opinion, you know, but, but I, but I think, uh, if you're able to just kind of take what's there, do something fresh with it, I think it still is a retro in, in my opinion. So sticking with the kind of the design here, um, you know, tell us a little bit about, uh, the design process itself. You know, what, you know, who are the artists that you're using, you know, to kind of sculpt these, uh, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about that part part of the process. So we have like a fifty man team here. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so you know what's what's unique, and also what makes us unique, and what makes us such a great little business is that unlike you know, and I and I don't know, but unlike some of the other guys that are out there, you know, and then even Mattel, what makes us different is, and I'll be completely frank. You know, there's one artist here, and that's me doing all the artwork. So from the artwork, concept artwork, marketing, advertising, website design, uh, 3D modeling, it's all me. And what, what what's great about that is that it's coming from one person's mind who understands what needs to be done and... It, it, it's it's a it's also a good thing because of the fact that it helps us with speed. So, like you know, if if I don't have to go to a three D modeler and say, hey, I need this by Wednesday, I can have it by uh, Monday if I wanted to. You know, um, I don't have to go to a package designer and say, hey, uh, I need packaging, and because I can just do it myself. And I think that's what makes us unique in terms of not only financials, but, you know, for example, Brian Myers, who we just signed for the, for our extreme retros, the, uh, the, uh, ring, Ma- the extreme Ringmasters line, you know, we signed him like on Wednesday or Thursday of last week, you know, we were able to get him concept artwork by like Thursday, Friday, so that they can, pre- they can present it at their live 14 show. So that's what makes us unique in that I don't have to go to anybody. I can get it right there and then. You know, when I was showing him the artwork, literally he's giving me critiques. And as he's saying them, I'm doing them. I don't have to wait another day to, you know, oh, my, my employee's coming in to do it. And I think that's, that's what makes us unique in that the way the wait time is going to be much shorter in terms of 
when we sign a new talent, like we're about to release a Sabu concept artwork because we just signed Sabu. Literally, he's literally the the ink is still wet on the paper. So um, it's uh, for us, you know, the artwork is all coming through me, and you know the process really to create these figures. Uh, you know, first, you know, we, we acquire our talent. Um, we create a concept sketch similar to what you see from the Brian Myers artwork. They give us their critiques. Of course, you know, I do them right there and then get them out. They approve it. And then from there, the 3D model is, is going, you know, for example, Bill Alfonso's 3D model. And we signed him like a week, two weeks ago is almost done. Literally, I'm just working on the head now. Um, so that's going to, you're going to be getting a sample of that in at least another month or two, um, you know, physical sample that everybody's going to, we're going to release to the public to show everybody. So that's really the process here in terms of for our business, you know, we're trying to keep it small so that of course it's financially doable in the beginning. And, uh, at least for right now, it's, it's all coming from one person's mind and, and I think that's a good thing. You know, you don't, you don't have someone who is going to slack on, on the sculpt on the face because uh, they're putting too many hours in in the day. Uh, I'm running the business with my partner, so I'm going to put as much time and effort and detail into those sculpts as I possibly can. And you're going to get a pro- better product because of it. Sal, you're the one who's burying the lead here, man. You, yeah. I didn't, we didn't know you were the designer on this. Yeah, I'm every... <laughs> I'm everything except, so there's two of us. So my partner does the uh, dealing with overseas pricing, uh, negotiating of prices, shipping, things like that. And I deal with uh, the artwork, all artwork, everything you see coming out of Rush, like I said, whether it be marketing, uh, 3D models, everything. And I deal with the talent acquisitions. So so is your... Is like, have you done any other design work in in the toy industry prior to this, or is this really kind of your first uh, your first foray into into toys? So let's say that I did, but I didn't because I can't say. <laughs> but uh, I've been working in, in the licensing industry for sixteen years, so I've been I've, I've been working with some of the largest licenses on the planet, from your Marvels to your DCs. To of course your horror licenses, Friday the Thirteenth, your uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I'm just naming them off. So like Warner Brothers, Universal, everything down to uh, Hello Kitty. I've worked on all those properties, and you know, in jumping into this. So in terms of is this my first forte into action figures? Yes. Is it my first forte into toys? No. But action figures, yes. So it's a, it's a, it's sort of a new venture. Uh, it's exciting. Um, it's challenging all at the same time. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready for those challenges, and I think we're doing one hell of a job at uh, meeting those challenges. You've already, we've already talked about the uh, wide array of talent. So. Um, you know, somebody like a legend like Larry Zabisco or Maurice Tillet to, uh, you know, somebody modern like Jonah and Brian Myers. How are you uh, determining who to work with and what line they fall into? Oh, whoever's willing to sign my contracts. No, I'm just joking. That's a joke. <laughs> we, we would like figures. Let's. <laughs> I just contact. I've been contacting everybody on the face of the planet just saying, figure, please. No. Um <laughs> no sign uh, here <laughs> sign here action figure um <laughs> um no really you know we're, we're choosing a, what based on you know we're fans as well of the industry so we're we're picking people that we're fans of because you know especially me if i'm doing these sculpts and these concepts and this artwork I'm going to put more love into it if I if I'm a fan of these guys, if I have some sort of emotional connection to it. Um, and also, you know, who we think would sell, you know, you know, we're not naive. You know, we understand the business part of it as well. Um, so the guys that we have, we, we believe these are the talent that that we're going after. And not everybody we go after says yes, you know, 
But the uh, the ones that we want to go after that do say yes, like the Larry Zabiscos of the world, um, you know, it just it it gets us excited that hey, we're you know we're fans of Larry, and shoot, we get to do an action figure now of him. I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything I got into it. So really, it's the it's determined by who we feel would sell and who we are kind of fans of at the same time. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. You know, now that you have the, the two differentiating lines, do you do you give people an option like, hey, well, you could be a Hasbro or you could be a, an original San Francisco toy maker? <laughs> Pick one. Uh, you shall not pass. Um, no, we don't give them like the option to say, hey, you know, do you want to do both? It depends on the wrestler. So like, for example, um, I'm trying to think of one guy. Jonah, for example, we do have him signed for both. Now, right now, all we put out was the retro because we feel like that's what he fits into right now. But um, some of them we have contracted for just retros because maybe they have a contract with someone else that they can't do a six-inch action figure. So that kind of takes that off the table. Um and then, you know, you, you you reach out to some of these guys and they say, hey, I can't do a, a, a three, a four and a half inch figure, five inch figure, but I can do a six inch action figure. You know, maybe they're signed with zombie. I'm just throwing out some zombie and we're able to get them for another type of action figure, you know. So I, it, it really depends on uh, what their uh, contract status is, if at all. And... Uh, where we feel they fit into the line. So if we reach out to somebody and we say, hey, we want to do a retro action figure of you. Oh, I'm signed with this guy. Could you do one of the other guy? Well, we don't think you fit into that line. So maybe we'll hold off until maybe your contract is ended. If, you know, you get an action figure with that that other uh, company, um, you know, whether it be Cello, Zombie, Mattel, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's really determined – by contract and who we feel would fit into each line. And I know that's a long winded answer. No, I mean, I, I think that, it, so one of the things that we, we love about this process is, you know, as collectors, a lot of times I feel like people don't realize the, the kind of like back end red tape yeah. logistics, you know, whatever, whatever word you want to throw behind kind of the licensing. It's just like figure online, pre-order figure on shelf. You know, like it, it kind of just goes, you know, that process. So I think like having these conversations and kind of letting people into, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the concept of licensing and, and how that works is, is really interesting because I'm sure a lot of people saw, you know, that the Brian Myers announcement, you know, for the, uh, the, the ECW style figure and anyone that follows Brian knows that he has the ECW podcast that he does like the, the spinoff from, from major wrestling figure podcast. And how big he is into the, the original San Francisco toy makers, you know, line. So like seeing him get a figure for that line makes perfect sense. Like, well, like makes perfect and, sense. And that's the reason why I reached out to Brian, you know? So, yeah. So, I mean, we're not naive, you know, we listen to the podcasts and everything as well. So, um, I, you know, I reached out to him specifically cause it's just like I was saying, with the poses with Jonah, he has his hand out, right? We want to tell a story with these, these action figures. And some of them are through poses. Some of them are through the actual real life story of, of something that's been uh, going on for almost 40 years of someone's life. And now they're finally going to get it. And that's where Brian kind of comes in, you know, and I think it's a great feel good story. Um, Here's this guy who loved ECW, like there's no tomorrow. I think there's tons of those people out there. But here's a guy who still collects the action figures in, in his, you know, in his late mid thirties and 
more specifically ECW. I mean, he has statues to certain wrestlers in his room. They're, they're custom statues, you know? Yep. Even He even makes some sort of custom figures out of the old figures because he wants, for example, an, a Just Incredible without a shirt on, you know, as a 30-plus-year-old man. And that just goes to show you his fandom. And I think by adding him into the line, just like you said, it, it, it makes total sense. Uh, and, you know, it, it's a great feel-good story, you know? And that's how we're going to market it. And that's how we're going to push it. Or even someone like, you know, like a Larry Zabisco, who it's his first figure since a Remco, I believe. So yes. no, no, no. He, uh, did he, he have a UK galoob? No, he had a, uh, I think a WWE oh, he had an, legends yeah, he figure. He did have it in a Mattel. That's right. Yeah. When he, when he went into the hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But still him having a, a, a retro, you know, like in that, that scale, like makes perfect sense. That's a, that's yeah, a gap. I mean, the, where I was going was he missed a galoob. So like, yep. galoob. well, and then, and then, and then that's the thing we want to kind of, we, we want to do what, what, because we're the first at this and we're so far the only ones and I, and I'm hoping we're the only ones for forever, but, um, just like what's going on the retros, you know, you know, the goal is to do the, the ECW guys that never got an action figure, the ones that would be available to us. You know, a lot of some of these guys are under contract to certain companies and are exclusive. So we can't get everybody. At some point we will. But what we want to do is we want to take this and just like the retros, um, we want to expand it. You know, like how cool would it be, let's just say, if, like you just said, we can get a Larry Zabisco uh, extreme figure, you know? Now, the story does make sense because he was part of the Dangerous Alliance at one point in WCW, but, um, you know, or even let's say, uh, I'm just throwing it out, but let's just say a, a roadblock in the ECW style. I say, why the heck not, you know? If you can expand your line and kind of fill out this line with all these other characters in this different style, it, it it should make no difference whether it's the retro or it's the extreme retro. It's it's just building out those lines and kind of adding to them, you know? Uh, like, for example, you know, we're trying to reach out to Sid to try to get him into the, uh, the extreme retro line. Uh, and we're also reaching out to, trying to reach out to Jeff Jones. So, um, you know, we got some really cool stuff coming that we haven't announced. And, but, but I think this line can really go anywhere. Just like you were saying before, why not put a Frankenstein in there? You know, um, it just, it just makes sense to kind of give an, give options for collectors to kind of, uh, fill out these lines, you know? Well, bringing, bringing Bill Alfonso to the, the extreme ringmasters, uh, line really kind of filled a big gap, you know, and, and, I, and I'm sitting here as somebody who still has my, my RVD and, and Sabu. So, you know, I, I can't wait to see kind of that figure, you know, in that line. Cause like they, they, you know, they, they really only stuck with wrestlers. They didn't really get into managers or anything. Um, did you always have him in mind as like the, the person you want, the, the, you know, the, the talent you wanted to launch that line with? Well, there were five guys that we wanted initially to start with. Um, two of those we did get uh, off the bat. Um, one being Bill, because he does have, you know, he was the manager of Taz, he was the manager of Sabu, and he was the manager of Rob Van Dam. So it makes sense, you know, and that, that whistle that he comes with is going to be able to go into his mouth as well. <laughs> oh, nice. um, so it's, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be a cool little figure. Uh, you know, we also uh, got Joel Gerdner as well, who is another one that I kind of wanted to get in there. Well, you know, kind of manage the Dudleys and there's already Dudley figures. So you just fit them right in. Yeah. Um, and there are some others that we were trying to reach out, you know, like for example, Joey Styles. Um, he's just, a, he's almost like a ghost. He's very hard to get in touch with. Um, nobody speaks to him anymore. Um, he, uh, he just kind of dropped off the face of the earth once nothing to do with professional wrestling and that's fine, you know? Um, but it would be great to let's say get Joey in this and he comes with the, with the microphone of some sort, you know, um, 
of course, you know, at some point, hopefully when his WWE contract ends, we would love to get Paul Heyman. I mean, I'd pay him, I'd pay him so much money just to get the rights to do his figure. Um, and, you know, there, there's, there's a couple of other guys that were on our list originally. Uh, some we got, some we didn't, some we haven't even announced. Um, some, are un, some are under contract with other people for exclusivity. Um, but, yeah, Bill was definitely was in that top five guys that we wanted to get originally. Just because he, he you know, a, a very smart person once told me that, and this is why we're jumping into the ECW type figures, is that if you can find the, the empty space and fill it, you're going you're gonna to have a successful whatever, whether it be business or friendship, relationship, whatever. If you can find the empty space anywhere and fill it, you're going to have some sort of success in that whatever you're doing. And I think that's what we're trying to do with this ECW line. That's what Bill Alfonso represents is that he fills that space for those three action figures that never got that manager. And it's funny, he was actually telling us a story about how he went to the actual studio for the toy company and they took all the pictures uh, they showed him a sculpt of his head. So there's a sculpt out there of the head of Bill Alfonso um, somewhere, maybe in the garbage now, who knows, but there, there, what there's, there's some, you know, he was going to get an action figure right before the line ended. Wow. And unfortunately the line ended, so he didn't get one. Well, fortunately for you. And that's why we're here. <laughs> No, I mean that was that was the first thing I thought when I when I saw that announcement was like, oh my god, I didn't realize that I like always wanted this figure and now like here's the chance. And that's kind of like what we're going off of our you know, I was talking to my partner the other day and I was like, you know, our slogan should just be the figures you never knew you wanted. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because that that's what we're kind of doing here, you know. Did you know you wanted a Jonah in the retro style? No, but hey. People are buying it, you know, so, um, you know, it's kind of a fun little thing. But uh, but yeah, you know, to be able to fill that gap now and then also, you know, to to potentially bring out the figures that we saw prototypes of that never got released, like the Sabu with the head garb on the on on the action figure, that figure's coming now. So and there's, you know, other figures that, you know, you've seen samples on online that are going to come now. So, um, like I said, you know, f- if you can find a way to fill the, the empty space, which is what we're doing. I, th- and I think it's in so far, it's, it's getting so much attention. I think, uh, I think this is really going to be a, uh, uh, something we can hang our flag on, you know, and managers and, you know, other kind of non wrestling personnel were always missed in yeah. some of these lines. So Fonzie is just, it's, it's a great, it's a great pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's only because a lot, you know, a lot of these companies never really got into the whole idea of a manager will sell, you know, now excluding the, uh, the LJN line where they did have managers in there. But if you look at the, uh, the Hasbro line, the original Hasbro line, there were no managers at all. It was just wrestlers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with lines that you saw years later, even the Jack's line, you got some managers every now and then you got a little treat, but you never got like, you know, they were never in, in a big supply, you know, like today you can, you know, there's like four or five Paul bearers out there, you know, um, you would have never seen that then, you know? And I think that's what's so cool about now is that, especially if you're a collector of, of all these different lines and styles, you really never know now what you're going to get, you know? You know, you know. I'm not trying to quote uh, Forrest Gump here, but, you know, this is like a box of chocolates. You open it up, you never know what you're going to get out of it. So um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time to be a fan of, this, of, this, of the collecting, and it's, uh, it's an interesting time to be a fan of, of professional wrestling figures because – you're getting stuff that you never thought you'd ever see, you know? Well, if anyone out there 
knows how Sal can get in touch with uh, with one Joey Styles. Oh yeah, please, <laughs> please, please reach out to us, and we'll we'll make sure that uh, that Sal gets that uh, gets that information. Or at, in just a moment, we'll get to the plugs, and and Sal will let you know where uh, where where you can find them. But before we we hit those plugs and um and and let Sal go for the evening, Dave. Would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask our final question? Why, yes, I would. So the final question we ask to all of our guests, what is your strangest and or favorite piece in your collection? It can be one of each or it can be both. Strangest piece. I don't know if I have the strangest piece because everything I'm collecting is pretty much from giant lines. So I don't have anything that's like a custom or, or anything that's uh, really out there to tell you the truth. Uh, I don't know if I have an answer for that. Well, if it's not strangest, what's your, what's your favorite? The original release Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo. Ah, you're a Leo guy. Unfortunately. Man, and I thought we Ralph were is right there. Ralph's right there. Oh, but I'm but a, Lee, Lee, I like Leo. <laughs> I'm a Donnie guy, man. I I, I oh, like the okay. I, he does machines. So, I, <laughs> so so do a lot of people today. Just so you know, so do a lot of people today, <laughs> and not in the way you're thinking. Yeah, it's Ayo. in a totally different way. Ayo. Yeah, I was I was always a Michelangelo fan. It's you know, party dude. Okay, party dude. <laughs> fun loving party dude you know always looking for the food stuff like that yeah he, honestly though you can't go you, as much as much as we make the joke every time somebody says they're a leo guy you can't go wrong with leo he's he's got the katanas you know yeah. you can't go wrong with leo because if you ever look at the whole line right over the course of the and we're talking about every line that's ever come out of ninja turtles Whenever they did a special edition of something, it was always Leonardo. I don't know if you ever noticed that. That's because he's a leader. I mean, they always. Well, that's, well, that's why I like Leo, because I'm a leader. There you go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sal, uh, before we let you go, please let our listeners know where can they find you on the Internet? Where can they, they pre-order figures? Where, where, where can they find all the things? So you can find this on Facebook at Rush Toys. You can find us on Instagram at Rush Collectibles. You can find us on Twitter at Rush Collectibles. Uh, right now we are uh, have our pre-orders up for Jonah, a.k.a. Bronson Reed of NXT fame, now a New Japan. You've seen him in the G1. Um, we have those uh, pre-orders available up on our own website, hookedontees.com. Uh, we also have it available on the asylum wrestling store.com and rock and roll collectibles for all you UK collectors. You go to rock and roll collectibles.com. You can purchase it there as well. And note, there's only, we're, we're only producing five to 600 of these figures. So that's all that's going to be out there. They are, there are, they are in multiple colorways, but they're the, the minimum order is being divided into those colorways so whichever one you get you might have pretty much a limited edition figure not even realize it awesome well we'll make sure to put links to all of those things in the show notes so that uh that you guys can can just go ahead and click and click those follow buttons and and click that pre-order button too um sal thank you so much for taking the time to uh to be with us tonight you know you guys are are definitely doing something you know unique you know with a unique spin over there and we can't wait to see what comes next thank you i i, I can't wait to see what comes next i don't even know what's coming next <laughs> <laughs> dave send us home good night everyone or good morning depending on when you're listening to this thank you dear listener for hanging out with us today subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen and then tell your friends to do it Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. 
Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 